trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort.
what? Something's not quite right here, but I can't put my finger on it. What could it possibly be? Hmm, either way. Ah, that's right. It's the Topical Resort. Welcome back to another episode here on Radio Sega. As always, I'm your host, Green Viper, and for the next two hours, we're going to be playing you some of the best music from Sega Crossover Games. What you just heard there was a track from Sonic Riders. That was Theme of Sega Carnival. And before that, from the newly released Smash Ultimate, because it is out currently in some regions, so I'm allowed to play it. From Smash Ultimate, that was the F-Zero medley done by the amazing Tucker Dude. And now, we're back here, and obviously, yes, this is a Thursday night, this is not a Friday night here on the resort, but that's because I'm busy tomorrow night, except I don't actually think I am anymore, so uh, in hindsight, this is a bit of a... Uh, uh, not really a good reason to host a show on a Thursday, but whatever, it's it's cool. It's going to be a good show tonight, but speaking of which, um, currently, what I should say is, if you know of someone who normally listens into the show but they don't know that the time has changed, even though I gave them plenty of warning, I told them at the end of last week, I've sent out plenty of messages, but if you know someone who isn't listening in who would normally listen in, just send them a message, tell them that the resort is on, link them to the tweet, whatever you want to do. Speaking of which, hello to everyone currently listening. If you're on the podcast, hello to you. If you're lurking, hello to you. Currently on Discord, radioc.jf4/discord, we have Jamie and we have Brit Gamer. Although there is still plenty of room, as I say, radioc.jf4/discord is where you can join the conversation tonight. But if you don't want to do that, that's fine. We also have a Twitter page at Radio Sega, at Top Resort, at the Green Viper Eight. Now, first thing I want to say tonight here is you might be noticing there's a little bit different acoustics because oh, the acoustics are a bit different and that's... You you know the reason why if you follow me on Twitter, but if you don't follow me on Twitter or I haven't mentioned it to you, I'm in a completely new setup right now and I haven't actually... This sounds really weird, but I haven't actually ever spoken in this setup before. This is like the first time, really, that I've ever done this. So, um, yeah, I can already tell there's quite a lot of echo. I don't really know how to get rid of that. So, uh, it shouldn't hopefully be transpiring too much over to the uh, microphone, but if not, uh, or if it is, just let me know and I'll try and do some stuff on the software end to fix it, but yeah, that's that, but slightly smaller desk now, but hey, it's a bit more peace of mind on my end, so that's good. So as you know, we've been joking around on Twitter, we've been joking around on social media, about the uh, the show because oh we're celebrating the release of Mega Drive Classics we're celebrating the release of Katamari Reroll we're celebrating the release of what was the one that Brit said earlier it was oh yes Grapple Force Rainer that that's coming out tomorrow that classic game but no we are obviously here to celebrate the release of Smash Bros Ultimate which is coming out tomorrow and that is the proper reason as to why I'm not going to be here tomorrow. But, yeah, I was meant to be meeting with some people to play it tomorrow night, but I'm not sure that's happening now, so that's the reason why I said cancelling the show tomorrow was a uh, bit of a cop-out. But there we go, still going to enjoy the game all I can tomorrow, because that is going to be awesome right there. i got to say, though, I'm completely out of whack on days. It feels like Friday today. This week's been very slow, because I've been pretty much waiting in all week for uh, a package. That was meant to come on Tuesday. It's now Thursday and it only came about an hour ago. So I, I just don't even know what day of the week it is anymore at some points. But yeah, that's finally come. So I'm glad that's here. That it was a pretty important package. It had to be signed for. So that's why I had to stay in and wait round all um, 
all, all day for that, but that that's here now, so that's good. I can finally, I think, get back on track with what day it is. Because that's gone out the window at the moment. But yep, yeah, Smash Bros. tomorrow on Friday. Going to pick up my copy ASAP in the morning. I assume quite a lot of you guys are also going to be getting it, so let me know where you're getting it from, when you're getting it, what version you're getting, you're getting any of the special stuff like the controllers or the adapters or what. Just let me know what you're doing tomorrow with Smash Bros. But if you're not, that's alright as well. Are you picking up any other of the or picking up any other new releases tomorrow, such as well Mega Drive Classics? We keep we keep insulting Mega Drive Classics here on the resort, but there are some people who are legitimately looking forward to it, so if you're looking forward to it, l let me know as well. Uh, I'm picking up a copy, but I'm, I'm not particularly looking forward to it. It was meant to show up today, actually, and today is the official release date here in Europe, so that would have meant I would have got it today. But tomorrow's the release date in America and everywhere else, so... Yeah, that's that's that. But I was sort of hoping it would come today so I could get like a bit of time to get some opinions on it before Smash came out. But nope, it's going to come tomorrow now, so... Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna end up playing it like probably some point tomorrow. Like I'll, I'll, I'll somehow get a smash out of my hands and I'll pick up my copy of Mega Drive Classics because I, I I did say I wanted to do a review on it, so that might still happen, but that might take longer than I initially thought. So let let's hope let's hope that doesn't happen. But yeah, so that's that. Uh, let's see what you guys have been saying down in the chat room. James says, I thought I wasn't going to be here tomorrow due to the Mega Drive collection. Oh, I'm, I'm just so looking forward to it. But on that note, the reviews have actually started to come out with Mega Drive collection because uh, the review embargo was like middle of last week and we were looking into getting a review copy, but we never did. So I didn't get the chance to do that. But surprisingly, I haven't really seen too many complaints for the collection. I'm not saying that it's going to be good because I'm not particularly thinking it is but somehow they've fixed a few of the issues that were problems on PS4 and Xbox One like the intro doesn't lag anymore there's I don't I don't actually think the online stuff's still there I think they might have taken out the duplex I didn't see anyone mentioning online so that might be the reason that they counteract the lag which in which case Oh, that's not the way you do it. You fix the online. You don't just take it out. That's that's how you do it, guys. But yeah, I'm still getting my copy either way. So I guess next week, next week we'll have something to say about it. Uh, before I go, I should say that um, I did say on the blog post that uh, I would be doing the Radio Sega Live an announcements during this first block right here. But I'm going to save it till a little bit later in the show. Uh, there will be no topical thesis today, <laughs> much to the disappointment of a Brit gamer. But I'm still, uh, I'm still going to be doing those announcements. So stay tuned in for a bit later on the, in the show. And with that, we're going to get into some more music. And I think this is possibly the first Sega crossover ever made. Although someone will probably correct me, but I'm pretty confident in that statement. So let's get on a track. From Alex Kidd in Shinobi World, and I've just realised that that's the wrong one, so let's get on the correct one. So, from Alex Kidd in Shinobi World, this is round two, right here on the Topical Resort.
Up next, Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. Welcome back again to the resort right here on Radio Sega. What you just unfortunately heard there was from LEGO Dimensions and that was the special stage theme specifically in the Sonic level pack. I mentioned this on Twitter but uh, it's a crossover no one really asked for and after it was over we still didn't really want it but nice figurines came out at least. That's, that's something to be said. But yeah that was the special stage theme from LEGO Dimensions. Before that from Alex Kidd in Shinobi World. That was round two. And now we are back here and it is time for the Hasty History segment. But before we get into that, just remember there's still plenty of time to get in your requests, so send them to me on Discord or on Twitter. Both those places will make them eligible and just check the list. Check the list of uh, eligible games just to make sure. And, um, okay, I can do that one. So you sure think, yep, send them in on all those places. With that in mind, let's get into the Hasty History, which this week focuses on the history of the Marion Sonic at the Olympic Games game. The the first one. <laughs> so Marion Sonic was first released on the 6th of November 2007 for both the Wii and the DS. The title was developed by the fairly legendary Sega Sports R&D team. If you're not familiar with who they are, the group was rebranded in 2004 from their previous name, Smilebit. The game is obviously notable for being the first game the two rivals of old had appeared in at the same time, with each other as well. This game was possible due to Nintendo's relationship with Nintendo, due to Nintendo's relationship with Sega being strengthened after the end of the Dreamcast. F-Zero GX is usually cited as being the game which built this relationship. Discussions for a Mario & Sonic crossover began in 2005 and took place between Miyamoto and Yuji Naka, although the idea was dropped as they couldn't agree on a setting. Sega one year later would acquire the Olympics license and both parties agreed this would be an ideal place to, for them to meet, as the Olympics are all about friendly rivalry. Despite the rather popular opinion of why not a real crossover, the game reviewed well, although there were a few complaints with both versions of the game. The game sold over 10 million copies in its lifetime, meaning that the sequels were inevitable. It would soon start flooding the market. And that they did, because to this day there are five sequels. Uh, sadly, they couldn't get the 2018 license that went to Ubisoft. Bit disappointed, because as I always say on this show, you, you know I say this a ton, uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Winter Games, the DS version. Genuinely one of my favourite Sonic games. It's so good, and the Wii version is fantastic as well. The Wii U version of 2014, it's pretty good. Uh, it's not as good as 2010, but it is still a good game on its own right. So if they could have got 2018 and they could have released it on the Switch, oh, the possibilities, they could have done so much with that. But they got the 2020 license for Tokyo, but still would have preferred a Winter Games. That's just me. Screw you, Ubisoft. That game wasn't even that good from what I heard. You robbed us of a new Mario and Sonic. Yeah, the, the the Summer Olympics are, in my opinion, pretty boring. That's not the actual Olympics, I'm saying just the Summer Olympic Games. By saying that, I do actually think the Summer Olympics are quite boring. 
that, that's a bit of a personal opinion there. I'm a bit more of a fan of the Winter Games in general. I just prefer the events. So whenever whenever you get that old tosh from everyone on social media who says, you know, the Winter Games are pointless, bring, it, bring us like more Summer Games, no. Tell them no, because the Winter Games are so much better. It, it's just true. But, yeah, so what's your opinion on any of the games in the series? It's worth, worth discussing, I'd say, because everyone seems really mixed. They either love them or hate them and wish they'd go away. So I, I do want to know on Twitter or on social media or whatever what your thoughts are. Right, so uh, Callum wants that, so let me put that in. So we've got, um, currently on the request result, we have a track from Poopoo Tetris. It appears on so many shows. That, um, of course it was going to be here and yep it is that track as well and after that we have another LEGO Dimensions track we have a track from Sega Gaga we've got a track from Sonic Lost World and we've probably got some more coming up so as I say still plenty of room so if you want to request you know where to go but if you don't <laughs> radio.gfo slash discord I'm Green Vibrate hashtag 6383 or Twitter at Radio Sega at Topical Resort at the Green Vaporate using the hashtag Topical Resort. And yeah, with that in mind, shall we get on to the first track of the block? Obviously from Poo Poo Tetris, and obviously it's this one. This is Folktales from the Motherland. Enjoy!
And that, welcome back to the Topical Resort, right here on Radio Sega. What you heard there was from Sega Gaga, that was Bluffing Tree. Before that, from a crossover that, or a crossover that was never released, but we still love it anyway. We, we talk about it quite a lot on the station, but I actually never heard that track before, from Space Fantasy Zone. That was the main theme of the game. That was originally meant to be released on the PC Engine. And as you can tell by the name, it's obviously a crossover between Space Harrier and Fantasy Zone. Very cool. Very cool, Kanye. Wish it had been released, but it wasn't. So, it's floating around online, but it's not as cool as uh, being able to hold a real copy of the game, I guess. Speaking of which, uh, things that have been released and bizarre semi-crossovers, I guess. Sega Sonic Bros. was released onto the internet this week, so that's out there for you to play now as well if you want to emulate that. I actually don't think it looks very good, but a lot of puzzle game fanatics have been saying that it's really good, but hey, it's, it's your opinion, not mine, so make up your own mind. Before that, though, from LEGO Dimensions, that was the theme of Ice Cap, and i got to say, surprisingly, I actually sort of liked that track. Uh, the thing that LEGO Dimensions all packs, not just the Sonic pack, do is that uh, they create sound-alike versions of a lot of tracks because they don't want to have to pay for licensing to the composers and Sonic is no exception because well they, they don't want to play, pay royalties to um to I can't think of his name now Dreams Come True but his actual name I still can't think of but yeah they didn't want to pay royalties to him just like they didn't want to to many other composers so they created sound alikes they sound distinct enough to where they won't get copyright uh, they, they will, it won't count as copyright infringement but not similar enough to where it actually... Or, it's... I don't know what I'm trying to say. It doesn't sound similar, but it sounds similar enough to where you recognise what it is, but it won't get them in trouble. And that was requested by Jamie64326, and I should say the first two tracks were requested by Electric Boogaloo. For that, from Marion Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games, that was Coconut Mall, originally from Maricart Wii, once again requested by Jamie. Before that... From Miracle Girls Festival, that was Vivid Shining Sky, and uh, Brit Gamer thinks it's because I wanted some, I wanted some music from a Japanese girl game. No, I didn't. It's just because that's a really unique crossover, actually, and not really one that many people talk about. It's fairly obscure, so I wanted to get on a track, and that's the only track from the game I actually have. No clue which band did that, but Miracle Girls Festival uh, was a game that runs in the Miku engine, meaning it plays the exact same way as Miku, but. It's with about 14 different J-pop bands slash artists, which Jamie says is more of a collaboration, which isn't true. It's a crossover. It counts. It does actually count. That's sort of what a crossover is. Go go and go and discuss this with Wikipedia, because they were the ones who put it on the list. For that from Night's Journey of Dreams, that was Nights and Reale, a track which people were questioning why I played, but that's because it appeared in Sonic Lost World, and that was the boss theme from the Nightmare and Zone, a crossover between Knights and Sonic the Hedgehog, which seems to be quite common nowadays. There's quite a bit of Knights, or quite a few Knights cameos and DLCs and stuff in the uh, Sonic series. So, yeah, I, I wish that continued after Lost World, honestly, because it would have been really cool, like, every game, just as a little nod to get a bit of Knights DLC for every Sonic game. Technically, we got some for forces, but it's a costume. It's not as cool as an actual level, but hey, it sort of counts. But yeah, for some reason, I'd, I'm, I'm not complaining because I actually do like it, but they keep putting knights in as DLC. So yeah, keeping the, keeping the dream alive a bit. 
That one was requested by Callum, and then before that from Poo Poo Tetris, that was Folktales from the Motherland, a remix of the Tetris Type A theme, or the, the actual song but that I don't remember the name of, and that was requested by Brit Gamer since he wanted something else, but uh, apparently it didn't exist or I couldn't find it or something, I don't know. But either way, we're back here, and well, you've, you've heard some rambling, but now we're going to ramble about the games that are eligible for this week's request results. So, any Sega crossovers, we're going to be rambling about them, talking about them, how good they are, how bad they are. Just whatever we can possibly say about them. So, let's get into the list, and let's begin right here with. Where is it? Alex Kidd and Shinobi World. Uh, I haven't played this one, I don't think. Think. I think I played one of the other Alex Kidd games that wasn't Miracle World, but I don't think it was this one. But uh, I don't hear entirely the best things about it, but the fact that Alex Kidd and Shinobi are crossing over, that's got to be uh, pretty cool, and the fact that it's also one of the first crossovers is uh, pretty outstanding as well. It's got all first Sega crossovers, it, it kick-started the rest of them. It's got to be said. So, yeah, that's that one. Alex Kidd in Shinobi World. I can't really comment too much further on it. Um, Christmas Nights. Now, how is Christmas Nights a crossover? Well, according to Wikipedia, it's a crossover because it includes the Sonic into Dreams mode, which is an unlockable present within the game. So, it counts. You know my thoughts on Christmas Nights. You know my thoughts on Nights. Original Nights' favourite game of all time. Christmas Nights is just a better Nights. But better in sort of the level design sense, and obviously it's very seasonal, but once I get to break that out, you know, once a year, it's very much a great game. Fighters Megamix. Uh, this is a Saturn exclusive game that's built off the Saturn release of Fighting Vipers, which is a great fighting game that we'll be talking about in just a second, but Fighters Megamix features so many different characters that um, it's a bit difficult to list all of them, but there's there's a lot of uh, great great music in here as well. But uh, this is a really good game, but it's got to be it's got to be said that I don't think it's as oh, here we go with the journey into dreams thing. Yeah, but it's got to be said that I don't think Fighters Mega Mix is a, as good of a game as uh, Fighting Vipers. It doesn't it's it, it, it silliness works in its favour, but at the same time it's also a bit of a detriment. So. If you want a silly fighting game, pick it up. If you want something ultra serious, ultra competitive, don't pick it up because it's it's not good in that sense, but it's still a great game. Fighting Vipers, now how does this count? Well, the Japanese version has Pepsi Man as a playable character. That's it, that's the only reason this counts, but Fighting Vipers, great game. The Saturn release is arguably better than the... Uh, arguably better than the arcade release, which I w you wouldn't expect, especially back in that time period when uh, hardware was nowhere near arcade perfect. Like, look at the first port of Daytona that ran at 20 frames per second with horrible draw distance, and yet somehow this port is better than the original. I don't really know how that works, but it does. Coming on to probably the. Actually, no, I was going to say most recent. It'd be the. It's one of the more recent ones, either way. Hyperdimension Neptunia vs. Sega Hard Girl was a crossover between two popular console-based Japanese girl games, slash series, slash whatever. Uh, both, of the, both of the things they have in common is that they're anthropomorphic consoles, is pretty much the whole thing of both series. Is uh, Hyperdimension Neptunia was co-developed originally with Sega, and then Sega Hargos is entirely their own thing, so to see a crossover of them is pretty cool, but it's, uh, I, I, I haven't played this game 
for more than like five minutes. I got to the title screen and that was as far as we got because not an RPG nut and I like I like Sega Hard Girls as a series. It's very funny. So it's a very funny anime. I quite like the uh, the music that they made out of it, but. I don't know, I'm not invested enough to where I want to sort of trek through this game, really. Maybe if the writing's there, I haven't actually heard too much about the writing. Like, if it's if it's as funny as the show is, then I would actually probably play through it, to be honest. But I think it's written by the Compile Heart people and not the people who are... Who, or not the Sega side of the team. So, yeah, it's mostly a hyperdimension Neptune game featuring Sega Hargo's characters rather than Mario and Sonic, where it's a bit more balanced in that sense. It's really sort of... 80% Hyperdimension, 20% Sega Hargo. So I'd say check it out if you're an RPG nut, if you're a fan of uh, Neptunia. Otherwise, honestly, I probably wouldn't bother either. I just just listen to the soundtrack because the soundtrack is really nice. I got I got that on the sampler CD. Yeah, shouts to shouts to Draco, I think it was, because uh, I won it on Segathon Segathon three, which was Gabby's charity event, and then it it somehow came with like a soundtrack CD and a bunch of other stuff. I think there was an audio drama there as well, so shouts to uh, Draco, he was the one who sent me that prize. Negative mentions, I keep ripping on this game, but I really don't dislike it that much. I haven't actually got around to playing the Sonic set, but from what I've seen, it does look really cool. I have the Sonic set, I don't have the game though, so that's sort of the major drawback in this case. I keep wanting to pick the game up, but uh, it's either... I, I want to get the next-gen version, but that's just not going on sale anywhere, whereas people are actually giving away the last-gen version, so if I want to do it on the cheap, I might have to pick it up for Wii U. Or, or 360, but I'd honestly mainly be interested in getting it for Wii U, because, uh, well, it's a children's console mainly, so people are just sort of giving away copies, as I said. And plus, I really like the Wii U, so I wouldn't mind doing that. But yeah, have the figures, don't have the game, the music's a bit all over the place, but that ice cap track was nice at least. So yeah, Lego Dimensions, good, uh, good it's a good game, I, I would, if they did a full Lego Sonic game, which I think they could at some point, um, if they did one I'd want to get a proper soundtrack, but it is a solid platformer, I'll say that much, it's not the world's greatest platformer, but it is very competent. But I really wouldn't rate it above the rest of the LEGO series, it's just, yeah, it's it's there. Okay, so I'm going to bundle all the Summer Olympics into one and all the Winter Olympics into one as well. So, we're going to go Marin Sunday, the Olympic Games, the London 2012 Games, and the Rio 2016 Olympic Games. So the original Marion Sonic, uh, it started off the series, but I actually go back to that one, and all I notice really is how sort of unpolished it is, to be honest. Like, it's, uh... The menu system is very reminiscent of early Wii games. It, you can you can tell that it was like 2007 developed in 2006 very much. So it doesn't display correctly in widescreen. It's like half widescreen, half uh, four by three. That's odd. Uh, the graphics in general aren't really up to par. It uses quite low poly models compared to later titles like Sonic Colors or even uh, Secret Rings. I'd even say uses higher quality models than Mario & Sonic. But yeah, it's a fun game, but uh, I can excuse this one, but later titles in the series I really can't excuse as much for their issues. But as it goes, Mario & Sonic uh, is a pretty fun one. It hasn't aged all too well as an early Wii title, but I would still recommend it. London 2012, I can... Uh, I do have some issues with this one, however. It, some of the events are really fun, and then... 
the issue I mainly have with the uh, Olympic Summer Games games that I don't have with the Winter Games is a lot of the uh, mini games are very waggle, very waggle oriented, like waggle fest. So if for some, if somehow you haven't picked up on what the word waggle means, it's where you rapidly shake the Wii Remote up and down fast you can, and yeah, that can be fun, but the the fun sort of wears off after a while, and all you're doing is just shaking a bit of plastic in your hand. And a lot of games in, uh, quite a few of the games in the original Olympics are quite guilty of that, but one, it was the first game in the series, and two, well, it can sort of be excused it's an early Wii game. London 2012, as you can tell by the name, was released in 2012, and it very much so. Uh, still does this, arguably even more. The mini games that it doesn't do it in are really fun, but the ones it does, it's just, oh, I've played this before and this really isn't much better. You've had four years of development on this. I would have expected you to uh, improve the, the fun factor a bit, but they really didn't. But the presentation on London 2012 is so good, just it repeats quite a lot of what the original did and doesn't really do a lot to fix it, so. I'd recommend it still, I'd also recommend that you listen to the music though, because the music is really good, the remixes that appear in that game, so listen to them instead. Uh, Rio 2016, uh, this one doesn't really have the issues, because this was on the Wii U instead of the Wii, so instead of using the Wii Remote, it mainly used the gamepad. You can pretty much uh, alleviate using the Wii Remote altogether in this one, unlike in Sochi. So that's useful because, well, uh, it, it sort of fixes the issue I have with the motion controls, except now it somewhat has the issue of feeling quite uninspired because, well, instead of flailing your arms up and down to run the 100 meters, you just tap in the ZR button on the Wii U gamepad. It's not. There needs to be some sort of in between. Like, I'm not. Uh, the, the waggling, obviously, I don't like, but I don't think the solution is. Or just mash a button instead. I think something needs to be done, to sort of alleviate it. But I don't think that was the right solution. So yeah, uh, 2016. But I will say the soundtrack to this one is really good, like even better than 2012. Because what they did in this game, which I really appreciate, was they were trying to actually match uh, the the mood that they were going for in the game. So they wanted they wanted to create sort of Rio style music, which they didn't do in the first two games. Now, the reason this is so brilliant is because, well, it's just Rio-style music, but um, on top of that, what they actually did was they didn't like the way it was sounding when they were doing it on, like, you know, they were composing it on the computer. They didn't like the way that sounded. So what they instead decided to do was they were like, oh, we're actually going to go to Rio and hire, hire real street performers to do the soundtrack to this game, and that's just incredible. It blows my mind, and I hope... Tokyo 2020 has some of the same sort of attention to detail as that because it really shows the love and passion in the music and it does sound very authentic to the setting of the game, unlike the first two. So, yeah. Rio 2016 Olympic Games. Do actually recommend the music, not so much the game. Olympic Winter Games and Olympic 2014 Games I've actually already talked about, but I will say check out the DS version of Winter. Check out the Wii version of Winter. If you can find it cheap, check out the 2014 version of Winter, but it does feel like a bit of a downgrade compared to the originals, but it has the advantage of being HD. Pretty much already talked about Miracle Girls Festival. If I'm honest, the music really isn't my cup of tea. It's a bit it's a bit too idly for me. I don't really like idle music. So a bit too much in that direction. I'm not gonna call it Weeby, because if you like it it's whatever, but not really for me personally. 
But Miracle Girls Festival, the gameplay is fun, that can be said. Project Cross Zone 1 and 2, these were 3DS games released by Capcom, which featured Sega, Nintendo, uh, Capcom, and maybe one more uh, company, uh, maybe Namco, off the top of my head, but I'm not sure. But Project Cross Zone is an RPG, but I, as you know, I don't really like RPGs, so I can't comment too much on the gameplay because, well, I haven't played it, but just. The, the characters they choose, they really did choose random characters, because although we know him, like, Sega, Sa- Sega Sanjiro just randomly appears in one of the Project Cross Zone games, and it's like, well, that's pretty big attention to detail, because you'd expect them to just go like, eh, we'll, we'll, pick, we'll pick Sonic, we'll, we'll pick I.I., we'll, we'll get, uh, what's Sonic's friends, uh, Tails, yeah, we'll get him, and uh, that's it, that's all the Sega characters we're going to include, but no, they really do, oh, they're not obscure to us as Sega fans, but they're more obscure in the sense that, like, uh, Ryo from Shenmue shows up, and Kiryu from Yakuza shows up, and Sekiro Sanshiro. It's they in it's not obscure to people who are like hardcore fans of Sega, but that you really wouldn't expect them to go with those sort of choices in a crossover game. So I'm really glad they did. So yeah, that's Project Cross Zone. I'd recommend you check it out, even if it's not for me personally. Pretty Tetris, you've heard my opinion on this game a million times, it's really good, check it out. Sega Heroes, I discussed my thoughts on the monetization in this game, it did just recently come out. It's free, so I can't really say don't play it, so play it, but play it with caution, don't spend money on it. Sega Gaga, one of the Dreamcast final releases, because, well, the it's very self... Well, it's one of the final releases, but this one's good, because just how self-referential it is, it really was sort of... Or it goes, um... It goes for the same sort of humour that Sega Hard Girls went for, which is good in my books because self-deprecating Sega humour is incredibly funny. Uh, the the whole story of the game is uh, how Sega are going out of business, and uh, what is the rest of the story? Actually, I don't remember, but Sega are going out of business. That's that's the story. Yeah. So there's that. But I keep getting message. That's really off-putting again. But Sega Gaga is a great game, it's only in Japanese, so uh, good luck playing it. There's no fan translations as far as I know, once again, good luck playing it. If you want to import it for collector's purposes, however, it is still out there on the internet. Not all copies have been burnt, so, well, you can still purchase it. Sega Superstars and Sega Superstars Tennis, they're fun games. I'd recommend them. Uh, Tennis more than Superstars, it's got to be said, but uh, yeah, check them out. Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing and Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. Talk about these games a million times as well. Prefer the original over Transformed, but Transformed is still a really solid experience. Great time for all. That's the one that you probably like more if you're listening into this. Most people do. Uh, yeah, it's still a good game, but I just prefer the original. It's it's really good. Sonic Lost World. Uh, I'm only going to talk about the Night Steel City here. It's okay. I've never actually beaten it because... I only have it on PC. I have the Wii U copy of the game, but it do- it didn't come with the DLC, and you can't get it separately without the code that comes in the box for some reason. So if you bought it pre-owned, you're never getting that Knights DLC. So I've got all the other DLC that's on the Wii U version, just not the Knights DLC. But uh, it's okay. It's got a bit of a difficulty spike, but it is pretty faithful to Knights, uh, all things considered. It's... Much more faithful than I actually expected it to be. I went into it and sort of went, okay, so there's going to be like, p- 
Puffy and that's sort of the only character they're going to get because Puffy's the well-known boss from the game. Though they do have quite a few people and the settings are pretty game accurate. It's more so based on Journey of Dreams though rather than Into Dreams so if you're into that game well you're probably going to be into this DLC as well. Sonic Riders and Sonic Riders Zero Gravity. Yeah, they're, they're good games. I've discussed them before. I really like Riders. Zero Gravity, it's it's such an aesthetic game, but the gameplay doesn't uh, appeal to me as much as the original Riders does, but Zero Gravity, great soundtrack, great presentation, whereas Riders has the, uh, the greatest gameplay, but Zero Gravity still has fun gameplay, so check them both out, I'd say. Smash Bros. series, gonna bundle them all into one. Uh, Brawl, my personal favourite, so much content in there and that's why I love it, even if the mechanics aren't up to scratch as everyone else would say. Smash 4 had the best online, but in general was very lacklustre in my opinion, which can't say that to a Smash fan, Smash 4 is so great, but uh, honestly, just uh, I'd, I just prefer uh, Brawl for all the offline stuff and then online it's gotta be Smash 4. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a fun game, just very lacking in the actual content side of things. It's got a fun fighting game and pretty much nothing else going for it. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, don't have in my hands yet, can't speak, love the music. Uh, I haven't actually played the game, I haven't got to any of the demos, because there's only one demo here in the UK, and it was at a massive gaming event, so was not going to that. But, yeah, going to be in my hands tomorrow morning, 9am. Very excited for it. Hope you all are too, and Team Sonic Racing, once again, not in my hands because the game isn't out. It was meant to be out in November, but it's now December and it's not out, so next March is when we can be expecting it. Uh, actually, I just remembered, when is... Uh, when's Fantasy Star meant to be coming out? Is that next week or is that this week? It's coming out soon, Sega Ages Fantasy Star, pick it up, it's a fun game. But yeah, with that in mind, we're going to get into some more music, and we're going to get into a track from... Where is it? because this is not the track that I wanted. Uh, so let me just quickly get that one up. There we go. So we're going to get into a track from Marion Sonic the Olympic Games, the original game. This is the singles table tennis right here on the Topical Resort.
Now, you might recall we mentioned something about those Radio Sega Live announcements, and where the flipping heck are they? You're probably wondering. Well, eh, right here, but first of all, I'm going to mention that you just heard a track from High Dimension Neptunia vs. Sega Hard Girls. That was Toy Toypolis. Toyopolis. It's the new Casinopolis. Casinoopolis debate all over again. But, yeah, that's a track from that game. It's a pretty chill one, got to be said. Before that, from Aaron Sonic. From, uh, sorry, I can't get over how many times I've said that phrase today. From Marin Sonic at the Olympic Games, that is table tennis, the singles version. And, yeah, we are here to discuss some Radio Sega Live news. And the first one you would probably already know about if you listen to the rest of our live shows. And that is that Hidden Palace is from now on going to be on a different time of the day. And, and, uh, not di different, it's going to be on a different day. That's what we mean, because there was meant to be a time change, but we didn't go through with that. So, bear in mind, if you want to tune into the Hidden Palace now, it's no longer Wednesdays at 10pm. At least for the moment, we don't know, but for a good while yet, it's not going to be on Wednesdays again. But Hidden Palace is now going to be on Saturdays at 10pm UK time. So, same time, different day. So, tune in for that one with Skyblaze. And next announcement, there's quite a few of them, is that we have no Radio Sega Guest Night on Monday. Uh, for those of you who haven't been paying attention, Radio Sega Guest Night is our block of fan-created fan content that we've been bringing you on Monday night. So, a selection of podcasts that we've partnered with, we play them for you on a Monday night. Usually including in-between segments where we discuss the podcast, maybe some thoughts on them by the people who created them, the description, what day they came out, etc. So it's it's a bit of an enhanced podcast experience we try to label it as, because the whole point is you listen to the podcast, but you chat along with the podcast in the Discord server. That's what we really want to try and make that into. So it's an enhanced way to listen to these community-made podcasts is what we want to advertise that as. So tune in for that one when that's on. But the next announcement is that it's not going to be on next week. So Monday the 10th, there will be no guest night. No guest night on Monday the 10th. So uh, this is for one reason, and that's because we have a show coming up on Monday the 10th, and, well, who, who could be hosting this show? Well, it's none other than the Monday King himself. Casey will be returning on Monday to bring you a special show about the Fan Choice Song of the Year competition, and he'll be giving you, relaying you the information from the Fan Choice Remix competition. So, Rexy will be revealing the results and uh, the final nominees on on uh, Sega Mix Drive tomorrow, the season finale, might I add. Tune into that one on top of that. But, yeah, she's going to be revealing the uh, the final proper nominees, so the final votes, uh, the final tracks will be revealed tomorrow night. And then Casey will be revealing the final tracks that will be on the poll for Song of the Year on Monday night, so tune in for that. I don't know whether it's going to be Manic Jukebox, but he is going to be there for that one. So, Casey, 8pm on Monday. Same time as always, tune in. That's going to be a fun one, of course. You could be expecting me there, because couldn't, couldn't take the opportunity to... Couldn't miss a Casey show when the opportunity was there. And the final bit of news, the entire reason that I chose this talk bed. And it's for one reason. Winter is coming. You might have seen the posts on both Facebook and Twitter today. Winter is coming. Get festive. And if you haven't picked it up, obviously, 
We're talking about Radio Sega's Winterfest 2018. This will be running from the 14th of December to the 16th. That's next week. I know, right? We we are really living on the edge announcing it like this. But, yeah, Radio Sega's Winterfest will be returning next week. Same as always, if, you, if this is your first Winterfest, then we welcome you because it's always a heap of fun. This is my third one where I've been hosting, but I've been listening to them for all five now because we're on the fifth one. This is incredible. And it's the first one that I've fully arranged, so I really hope you end up enjoying it. I've put in a lot of effort into it, and so have other people behind the scenes. So, hope you guys end up enjoying this. But I'll be back on—I'll be back on Friday next week. But there's a bit of a twist. I'll be back Friday at 5 p.m. next week with the Topical Resort, not 7 p.m. So. Two hours earlier than you would normally tune in on Friday, that is when the show will be live. I know that makes it a bit difficult for some people, but we have a jam-packed Friday on the Winterfest, uh, or, or on our Winterfest this year. So tune in from 5pm uh, GMT on Friday the 14th for the uh, for the first day of Winterfest. Yeah. We're going to be revealing the schedule a bit closer to the event, but for now, I can tell you that I'm going to be first, so tune in for that one. It's seriously going to be a whole ton of fun. Prizes, trivia, plenty of live shows, and some pre-recorded ones, too, on top of that. So, yep, it's going to be great, guys. That was Winter... Oh, that That's Winterfest, and with that in mind, we've got... We've got some more tracks to play for you, but first of all, I should probably tell you that the Fan Choice Song of the Year competition is about... It's about to end, because you've only got a few more days left, we've extended the deadline to the end of the week, but please, if you haven't voted already, please vote, because we really need to mix up the uh, the final poll as much as possible, so even if you, even if you, uh, you know, you uh, just pick your five favourite tracks in point order from five points to one point, even if you pick one point, there's still a good opportunity that it might get onto the final poll, so just pick anyway, even if you don't think it's going to get through, do it. Because every vote does actually count, and it could be your vote that, in the end, gets your song into the into the final nomination. So we're gonna play the promo for that, and then we're gonna get into a block of music, which is anything but shivery like this one has been. We're gonna be getting into some, we're gonna be getting into some samba. To we're gonna be getting into some samba and then some music from from the Rio Olympic Games. So do be enjoying that. But for now, here's Ravseek telling you how you can vote for the Fan Choice Competition. Hello Radio Sega listeners, it's the time of the year in which Radio Sega is proud to present the Fan Choice Song of the Year for 2018. To know what it is about, go to radiose.ga slash song of 2018. There you can read the rules and you can nominate which songs you think were the best that were released by SEGA in the past 12 months. May the best song win! Yeah. 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 
missed an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section. Subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. Discord Call-In Pick up those phones or pick up those microphones because it's time for the Discord Call-In right here on the Topical Resort. But you just had a track from Marion Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games. That was the main theme. And before that, from Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, that was Carnival. And it's time for the Discord Call-In. Radio forward slash Discord. Grab a microphone, join the show out from there. You have an opportunity to be on the show. And we can probably guess who it's going to be, but if anyone else wants to join, go right ahead. Yeah, download the podcast. Funny joke. They're going up tonight. Funny joke. Ha ha ha. But yeah, it's the Discord calling. You can talk about whatever you want, or you can talk about the topic of the episode. Most people normally just want to discuss the news nowadays, which, eh, uh, I hold the Discord calling so you can actually talk about whatever we're meant to talk about, but no one ever does, so. Whatever, okay, fine. Let's, let's jump on into the Discord and. Uh, hang on, I'm actually gonna check uh, social media, see what you guys. I've uh, been thinking so far about our Winterfest post because I haven't I haven't seen any notifications for it yet. I see. <laughs> That's good enough. Anyway, yeah, it's obviously going to be him tonight because, well, it's Thursday night, not as many people are around as usual, either because they're working or they didn't know the show was on tonight, so there's only really one option here. And I just realised that that's uh, not the right cable, so let's switch that about. And, of course, let's bring him on. Uh, only after we've loaded the talk bed a bit. So let's get on, Mr. Jamie. Uh, except not because he doesn't want to be dragged. There we go. And welcome to the show, Jamie. Of course, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, you. Yeah. Uh oh. Huh? Why, why can't I hear him? Ah, uh, no, no, I Hello? can now. Yeah, I can hear you now. That's Hello. better. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Uh, another problem of the week with uh, Vapor. How un- no, how, uh... no the, the stream could hear you, just I couldn't hear you. So <laughs> There we go. But how are you doing today, Jamie? I'm doing good. Good to hear. So what would you like to discuss on tonight's show? I, I, I must wonder. Uh, let's talk about the main reason why you're doing the show tonight. That, um, that Sega Mega Drive collection coming out on the Switch. Oh, what, what, what a comedian you are, Jamie. Yeah, let's talk about it then. What do you want to, what do you want to say about it? The reason why it's gonna suck on the Switch due to it lacking games and uh, we don't fully know what the performance of the uh, emulator is gonna be like on the Switch. Oh, it's not gonna suck. It already sucks because it's already out for some people. Not me because my pre-order didn't come. So yeah, I, I, I've seen the reviews. The reviews are overwhelmingly positive. So that leads me to think, almost sort of how much these people have actually played the game because there was a lot of people um, what am I trying to say here people people keep sending me messages again so uh, there was a lot of people with Mega Drive classics who were like oh this is the best game ever when it came out on PS4 it's such a good collection and then suddenly all the reports start to flood out from people who didn't get review copies that this game isn't actually very good it has a lot of lag even the intro lags so, um, yeah, I'm almost a bit sceptical of these reviews again, because, I mean, 
they're not discussing any issues. They're like the the biggest issue a lot of these reviews are coming up with these pre-release ones are like oh the the game selection's a bit poor. I, I didn't want a uh, football game. I would have preferred like some title. That's the only complaint I'm seeing that they would have preferred a better selection of games. I'm not actually seeing sort of people complaining about the actual collection, which is a tad worrying to me. I don't know about you. Oh, it's a shame that it doesn't uh, contain the Wonderboy games. Yeah, that that is very true. Um, but I guess at least on Switch there's a voice to play it, because well, Wonderboy 3 was one of them, and that's... Well, actually, no, it wasn't, was it? Oops. Um, but, yeah, there are other Wonderboy games on the Switch, so at the end of the day, if you want to get your Wonderboy fix, there's still Monster Boy and there's still Wonderboy and the Dragon's Trap, but I don't know why they could get the licensing issues. Well, I know there were licensing issues, and I actually understand that because I expected it to be anyway, but it's the fact that this version released in the same year as the last version, and yet they've lost the rights in, like, the four months between the releases. I don't get how that happened. You'd think with it being the same collection that like license would transfer for, uh, to the other platforms. Not only that it's the same collection, somehow the license has expired in the same year. Like normally, how it works, I assume, is just year by year basis. Like, oh, it expires in 2019, not it expires in in the middle of September, like September 21st, 2018. So I don't get how they lost the license in the course of like six months. One license I'm surprised that survived the test of time uh, is it is uh, Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage is on the collection, isn't it? Yes, I don't know which games. I'd assume the first and second because for I'm some s- reason Mega Drive Classics has this issue. Well, it doesn't have this issue, but it does this thing where it can't include the sequel without including the original. Like Sonic One and Two are there, but that was a, that was a given. Then it's like Streets and Rage 1 and 2. You can't just include Streets of Rage 2. I don't know why, because the stories aren't connected, so you wouldn't lose anything by only including the sequel. I think, was it, the biggest problem would be at Amsplaz is like the music licensing issues. Uh, for which games would uh, have licensing issues, exactly? Or the Streets uh, of Rage games? Yeah. Streets of Rage games, obviously, because you use a cashier on the music, and possibly... The uh, Sonic games due to uh, Massa. Very true. I hadn't even considered that. Yeah, because we all talk about oh, the reason Sonic Three Knuckles isn't on there is because Michael Jackson writes. But uh, arguably, Sonic Two or Sonic One and Two also have very difficult rights to negotiate because they want a lot of money. Understandably, because I mean, hey, the Green Hill Zone is like one of the most iconic, not even just video game tunes, like what. One of the most iconic sort of pop culture songs of all time. Of course, they're going to want a lot of money when they want to use it. Understandably. The difference could be between Sonic One and Two and Sonic uh, Three and Knuckles. There is that Massa would be a lot, probably a lot cheaper than any of the American composers of Sonic Three and Knuckles. Yeah, a lot cheaper, but that still doesn't make him cheap overall. But he's just cheaper in that sort of case. But yeah, he. That's the reason why they didn't go with him for Sonic 3 was because he wanted to jack the price up. So they went, no, we're going to get our own composers. But, yeah, it is what it is. But I'm surprised as well that the Treasure games are on there. Yeah. uh, uh, I forgot the uh, list what Treasure games is on there. I know Gunstar's on there. uh, 
Gunstar, well, Heady, and I think the RPG one they did that I can never remember the name of. They had an RPG. Oh. Apologies. <coughs> Didn't know they had an RPG on the Mega Drive? Hmm. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but they did do an RPG. <coughs> well, seeing that, what is it? Uh, we, there's some of the games on the collection, like uh, Schlitzway, Jack, haven't they uh, like, slapped the uh, Japanese versions on the uh, collection as well? Um, according to Brick Gamer, they did, but I think maybe that was PC exclusive. I don't recall that being on the console versions. Because it'd be good if they did this same with uh, Dynamite Heady, seeing that most of the story is uh, lacking in the Western version. Yeah, true. But um, I, there was like mods for the PC version once again to add back in the Japanese version, but I don't think that's on console because that requires effort, even though they now have a translated ROM thanks to Sega Forever. Yeah, that is what it is. Uh, so, are you going to end up picking this up, or not even for the, the joke factor? I may pick it up, but only if I can get it really cheap. Yeah, that, I, I, I got it for the cheapest I possibly could, which is why it's taking so long to come, because, well, this site doesn't exactly have the best reputation for shipping, but hey, it costs way less than it did on other sites, because on some sites it was like £30, whereas this was 22 which is much better for a game that I don't really even want in the first place, but I'm just getting for the lol factor. If I can get it cheap at work, I'll probably uh, do it like that. Sounds good. Yeah, no, uh, any, do you want to talk about your excitement for Smash, or are you over that? Uh, my excitement, more like my frustration, seeing that they've only just basically decided to ship the game several hours ago, and I have the funny feeling it's not going to arrive until Saturday. Uh, welcome to Amazon without Prime. How may we help, how may we help you? No, welcome to game. Oh yeah, that sounds like game actually. D do you not have a game like near you where you work, or is that not an option? I do, but uh, it. I don't. Uh, it was the case. I just saw it and just this. I, I uh, and I just did it full online and there we go. Eh, plus, 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 the, plus the date comes comes out anyway. I'm working. Uh, so you wouldn't even get get to really play it on launch day anyway that much. So I would. I wouldn't even be able to pick it up on launch day. Ah, uh, whoops. But yeah, yeah. So that that is sort of. This is the sad, unfortunate reality of it, but hey, as long as you can, um, as long as you can still get the game, if your pre-order still comes, even if it's a day late, then you get to play it. So, look at it on the bright side. And the worst thing for that, I paid for tracking, and when I contacted them about it, they said, "Oh, uh, you'll e uh, either email or text you the tracking number tomorrow, and you'll find out how it's getting delivered for, for that." I'm thinking. Shouldn't I have the tracking number as soon as they dispatched it? Oh, Yoda, um, that's nice things to say about them if you heard the beginning of the show. But yeah, they're, they're an interesting company, to say the least. On the bright side, they did say to me that if the uh, delivery doesn't turn up tomorrow, they'll uh, refund my uh, tracking fee. Uh, that's, how much was your tracking fee? 2 95 I think it was. Not not too bad, but still still better than a kick in the teeth, but not by much. Yeah, 
And uh, at, at Smith's Toys, uh, the Mega Drive Classic uh, Collection is twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Not getting that from work then. <laughs> no, I'm not. Even with my discount, it's <laughs> I wouldn't even pay it. Mm. <sighs> oh well, yeah, that's that's a shame. But two two great games, not two great games. One great game, and Sega Mega Drive coming out tomorrow. But we also have Katamari, and Katamari is going to be good. So plenty of stuff to look forward to tomorrow if you're a gaming fan. But and, and PUBG apparently is coming out on PS4. So if if you're into that, then get it. I'm not into that, but some people might be. So you got a lot of options, no matter what sort of game you are tomorrow. And there was me thinking it was, you was going to say PUBG for Switch. I was going to say that'll burn the Switch. It would burn the Switch. You're right. But yeah, no PS4 <laughs> version comes out tomorrow. But it's it, it's really great because there is something pretty much coming out for everyone tomorrow. It's like. You've got a, you've got your Nintendo game. You've got your hardcore sort of um, PlayStation shooter game. You've got you've got a retro game, and you've got a very sort of Japanese style game. And obviously, you've got some indie games coming out tomorrow. So overall, there is really something for everyone tomorrow. It, it, no matter what sort of type you you like, there's still something coming out for you. So yeah, we've got all that to look forward to. And apparently the Smash Online is uh, lagging again on uh, the uh, Ultimate version. Really? Uh, that sucks. Game Explained did a video and apparently the online was uh, lagging. Oh, Smash Bros, when will you not lag? But could it be their connection as well? Possibly, yeah, that that is... Uh, there is a chance of it being a connection issue. We'll see. Especially, especially, have the game. especially, especially with a big company like that, the probably balance in the live stream, the uh, connection to the online uh, game, uh, the online games, and then obviously uh, probably a few other factors to probably put in. the probably doing it wireless as well. Yeah, true, but we're going to have to actually wait until we got it in our own hands because we also don't know about what their ping is, what provider they're with, etc. So there are a lot of different factors that uh, could be involved in it. So even if it's... There's still a chance that, obviously, yeah, they were right. It could be poor for everyone, but we really do need to have these things in the wide, the hands of the wide audience in order to really test it. Like every country and their different provider and uh, different like types of connection, different areas, etc. There's a lot of different factors that go into... How well the online connection runs, so everyone's so, so, for themselves. So someone like Kim wouldn't be able to play it on his Tesco internet connection, then. No, just as, especially when it's not raining, because when it's raining, uh, his, his internet is non-existent. I, I don't get how that works. How does rain affect your internet? Well, funny thing is, when I used to be on like a 3G connection myself, uh, having fu- uh, thunder and everything actually uh, improved my internet connection. <laughs> the, uh, the, the electricity flowed better <laughs> it always confused me that I was thinking shouldn't that affect the signal rather than improve it in Hull no in, uh, in Sunderland yes well Hull's like the uh, like through the looking glass everything opposite happens ho ho when will, when, will, when will you not be weird but either way, Jamie, thank you for coming on the show. Is there anything you'd like to say before I drag you back to the chill out? Uh, yeah, it was next week that uh, Fantasy Star comes out. Fantasy Star, please buy it. Not my cup of tea, as I've said, RPGs, but 
If you if um, you've ever played Fancy Star, if you're a fan of it, this is the definitive version. So pick it up and give it a playthrough because you'll probably really enjoy it. I'm buying it. I may buy Lightning Force as well. Lightning Force, brilliant game as well. Although it's it's only Lightning Force in um in America in America still. Yeah, they kept Thunder Force everywhere else, which surprised me. I just thought they would have done a one and done release, just called it Lightning Force or Thunder Force everywhere. No yeah, but I just I just love calling that because a certain someone always hates that name. <laughs> yeah, Lightning Force. <laughs> the great name that it is. And then just the meaning of lightning is just enough to put you on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, lightning doesn't mean that. It has an actual meaning relating to violence. Yeah, but that one's funnier, so... <laughs> Going with Lightning Force. Yeah, like Lightning Force. What was it? Something to do with... Uh... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I just looked up the definition again. And a drop in the level of the uterus during the last weeks of pregnancy as the head of the fetus, fetus engages in the uh, pelvis. <laughs> Brilliant. Remarkable, what some might say. So I guess we know what the meaning of that game is. Oh, Jamie. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show, though. You've provided endless wackiness. So, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, Jamie, and I'll catch you later. See you later. See you later. And that was Jamie, and this has been the Discord calling. I'm sorry, 20, but I need to move on because I need to go and do some stuff, actually. I would normally just overrun quite a bit because we don't have anyone on after me because it's a Thursday night, but I do actually have stuff that I need to go and do before the end of... before I go to sleep, should I say. So we're going to start wrapping this up now, and we're going to be getting into the Toppy Mix. And the Toppy Mix is where I take my Sega track and... Oh, I... I pick three songs. I pick my Sega track of the week that doesn't relate to the topic of the episode, and I pick a remix which relates, and a non-Sega track which doesn't relate. Except in this case, it sort of does because I wanted another track from this game to be in there. But first of all, our non-related Sega track. We talked about this game earlier, and well, we had to play some music, or not even some music from it. We just we we did. We had to play some music from it, and this is a track you've heard before. But we finally know where this track actually came from. And spoilers, it's not from Sonic Free, but. Anyway guys, enjoy the Toppy Mix. Let's get scratching. The Toppy Mix.
that snazzy music can only mean one thing. It's the end of this week's Topical Resort. What you just heard there was from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. That was Gang Plank Galleon, a remix of the track from Donkey Kong Country. Before that, from Marathonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games, that was the theme of Dream Trampling, which is a remix of Crazy Taxi, not Crazy Taxi, Crazy Gadget from Sonic Adventure 2. Before that, from Sonic and Knuckles. Uh, Sonic 3, as everyone was saying in the chat, so to be correct, I, I don't care. That was the special stage theme, and, well, even that's incorrect, because as of this week, we now know that that track is actually stolen from an unreleased game known as Sega Sonic, what is it, Sega Sonic Bros? Sega Sonic Brothers? Something like that? I can't remember the name off the top of my head now. But, yes, that, that track was first appeared exactly the same as it appeared in Sonic 3 in that game. So, like, the same instruments, the same composition, everything identical. So... That it was just a straight copy and paste job of Sonic 3 when they didn't have any special stage music. So, yeah, that that's a lie. Everything we thought we knew about that track was wrong because it's actually from Sega Sonic Bros. And with that, I should say, we are finally at the end of the show. So thank you so much to everybody who tuned in to this week's Topical Resort. It's been a lot of fun, although I do admit I wish I had done it uh, on Friday instead because I'm going to have the entire day tomorrow with Smash Bros. And I don't think I'm going to be seeing those friends who I cancelled the, sh the show for. So, oh well. But at the end of the day, it was still fun to do this on a Thursday night. I, I really, really have uh, enjoyed doing this show quite a bit. Not as much as Fridays, though. Friday is my slot. Nothing can change that. But it's going to feel weird not hosting a show on the Friday. Because exclu excluding uh, the the little break I took between seasons... The, the little break that I took between seasons... Excluding the little break that I took between seasons, I've only ever had one Friday off this show before this. No, as you know, this this show's been running for, what, a good 75 episodes now, and I haven't had a break at all, so it's going to feel very odd. It's not... A lot of people will be like, oh, it'd just be nice to relax, but it, it just wouldn't feel like that to me. it just feel really off. But yeah, I'm going to be enjoying Smash Bros. all day tomorrow. I've got my limited edition on pre-order. Please say they have it in, because I've been having a bit of a kerfuffle with that, because... I pre-ordered it back in August from Smith's Toys, uh, the UK uh, sort of toy retailer. However, they normally do pretty good deals on games and other stuff, but specifically games they're normally really good at. So, pre-ordered from them. It was by far the cheapest, ten pound. It was like ten pound off, and then you got another five pound off if you uh, if you ordered uh, and click and collected. So, if you go if you got it in store, you got an extra five pound off. So that's what I did. I've checked the stock checker. And the game isn't in stock at any of the stores. I'm like, that's fine. That probably just means they have it, but there's no copies for sale because they've all been reserved. I still haven't received an email to say that, well, they're shipping my item to the store or it's in the store or anything like that. Haven't had any of those sort of messages. So, what's happened to my game? It's probably there. I'm hoping it's there, but if not, I'm going to have to go on a hunt around the city to find a copy of the game. And that means I won't get my limited edition because the limited edition is sold out everywhere so and I'm getting it tomorrow I'm not waiting just specifically so I can get the limited edition I will get the extras at another time they can wait what cannot wait however is my copy of Super Smash Bros so we're gonna go on a hunt for that if they don't have it at Smith's tomorrow but I'm praying they do because we, we put down a deposit on that so yeah but Jamie the thing is they had it online they said they were gonna have it in store they let me reserve it so you shouldn't have let me go through all those steps if you weren't ever going to have any in store. But he, he's hoping because I did pre-order with you, so 
that that should actually mean that I should receive the copy of the game that I pre-ordered. So, whatever. But next week's show will be a Winterfest special. As you know, that means if you've tuned into a Winterfest before, all the usual festivities. We're going to be doing some prizes. We're going to be talking about some Winter Sega games and some Winter Sega levels and all that sort of stuff. Same sort of deal as last year, but hopefully a bit different because, well, we don't want it to be the exact same uh, show as last year. But, yeah. So that's going to be good. We've got some cool stuff to give away to you guys next week. And really am looking forward to Winterfest, so be sure to tune in two hours earlier than normally would on a Friday. So at 5pm UK time, that's 12pm Eastern and convert that to the rest of your time zones but yeah the show's going to be a bit early that's just so we can cram everything in on Friday because we want to have a jam-packed Friday night followed by a jam-packed Saturday followed by a jam-packed Sunday seriously this Winterfest schedule is amazing this is the first time I've been able to put together a schedule so maybe it's just me speaking but I got to ask a lot of the people that I wanted to that we haven't asked in previous years and I'm really loving the way the schedule looks and I think a lot of people, well, the people who have seen it have agreed so far that it does indeed look pretty, pretty cool. So be sure to tune in for that one. But for now I've been Green Vaporate and we're going to end off with a track from Marion Sonic at the Sochi 2014 Olympic Winter Games. This is the main menu 2 because it's, it's got a bit, bit more oomph to it than main menu 1. But before we do that I want to say who's been down on the Discord. We've had some great people. We've had James64326, we've had Brick Gamer. We've had some other people, but they've been they've been buried. We've had Shaddix Croft, we had Kefki, we had Twinny, we had Callum, and probably some others. We had Electric as well. If you're lurking, hello. Well, if you're lurking, thanks for listening. If you're listening on the podcast, thanks for listening. This episode will definitely go up tonight. I'm going to try my best to edit uh, the past two episodes of the show and get them up as soon as possible, but they require actual editing, unlike... Uh, unlike this episode which doesn't require any because we haven't dropped once we haven't flubbed anything up so this one can just be straight uploaded which means it will go up tonight so enjoy that and enjoy this final track I've been Green Vaporate you all have been awesome thank you so much for listening and as always stay topical
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.